Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker. The pro wrestling world is currently on fire. And so we've got you covered five days a week on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Every Monday and Thursday, hang out with me and Kaz on the Masked Man Show. And this is Peter Rosenberg, the host of Cheap Heat. Join me and my guys, Stack Guy Greg and Dipperstein, on Tuesdays and Fridays. We talk wrestling, we have bagel breakdowns, mage interviews, and so much more. And Ben Cruz here. Come kick it with me, Cal, and Brian on Wednesday Worldwide, where we hit the most interesting headlines and even react to some of Mass Man's, Cheap Heats, or even your hottest takes. Don't tap out, tap in to the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay mage, everyone. Worldwide. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts, this is Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more, plus track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable, and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Oh, yes, my friends, we are back. This is Fairway Rollin', a golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joined, as always, by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour boots on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. A golf tournament just happened in Mr. Hubbard's backyard. We have thoughts, takes, observations, all of which will be at least as good as Hideki's Sunday 62. 
but Tiger wasn't there to give out the trophy. Let's throw two pegs in the ground and see if we can make some sense out of this thing. Nate Dog, how you feeling, buddy? That was different than I thought it was going to be, House. Riviera, there was some great golf played. The top 20 of the leaderboard looks clustered with names. But man, having JT, having Fitzpatrick miss the cut, having way more guys. I mean, boy, the over was under over you and I said was eight and it was way more. And the Tiger Disappearing Act and the Jordan DQ just made shit weird, didn't it? It got weird. And we keep sort of looking at the calendar, the golf calendar, and wondering, is this going to be the week where we uh, catch the buzz? The buzz gets resuscitated. And this is, like, you know, patently unfair. We will compare this moment right now on the golf calendar in 2024 to the same moment on the golf calendar in 2023, where we had a, a series of amazing outcomes featuring the best names in golf. It doesn't help the PGA Tour that thus far through these six events, we uh, th- the defending champion of three of them was John Rahm, who no longer plays on this tour. Yeah, I missed him this week. Yeah, man. I, I, I missed him. I'm never going to forget him bounding up those stairs at Riviera, how happy he was into the player dining area with his everybody around him. I just like his presence was missed this week. Well, I, I feel compelled right from the jump to come in and tell everyone I will not tolerate any more of this in and out burger slander. The amount of speculation that followed from the adverse health situation confronted by Tiger Woods, the adverse health circumstances surrounding Jordan Spieth, who allegedly messed up his scorecard because he allegedly had an urgent uh, bathroom situation to address. 911D. The Tom Kim almost missing his tea time. And allegedly, I don't know if this was a meme or, or, or actually picked up on, on a telephone. I didn't get a chance to research it, but there was this intimation that uh, in and out had played a role in his, his, too. his own delayed. Well, Cantley showed up Sunday with a, with a hundred degree fever. Yeah. He, at least he and his team had the good sense to not try and blame his fever that he woke up with on Sunday on in and out. But, I, for sure, it's the case that Tiger Woods fleeing the premises and then not returning to give out the trophy or participate in any of the weekend's events um, had absolutely nothing at all to do with In-N-Out Burger. So don't try it anymore, uh, whatever's going on out there, golf Twitter. Leave In-N-Out out of this. Yeah. That's, that's my that's my uh, take, Nate Dog. Tiger had influenza. <laughs> he had the flu. Now, That's did he, he give had. that? Did he give that to Jordan? Did he, did he give that to Patrick Cantlay? I think, it was a a contagious flu, huh? Well, th- those three guys in particular, what do they have in common? They're all sitting on the pack board. They probably spent some time huddling up, talking about a number of issues that, as we talked about from Phoenix, were still hot on the table. The thing that's interesting is that it does not appear Adam Scott had it, although 
you know, he, he, he drained a birdie on the, on his last, he didn't have the best week, but didn't seem to be showing signs of illness. Yeah. Why not? Let's blame tiger. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We had a great time trying to forecast, uh, this time last week, the prospects for tiger. I expressed, you know, my, my gentle skepticism. This, this place is not his place. And, you know, he's never really played well, but I, I was starting to get my appetite for it. He, he had the overlook. One of the bets you put, the wagers you put in front of me, Tiger Woods at four and a half birdies over yeah. or under house. House got it wrong. I said yeah. under four and a half. He I, birdied. I was rubbing that on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Right at the end. He birdied 17 and got five birdies on, in his Thursday round. And he was perfectly well situated through the first seven holes on um, a Friday to, to, to compete for sticking around into the weekend. And how would we be looking at this this tournament if Tiger had been part of the story? I just stop with the hypotheticals. Uh, <laughs> he's more done than in, in an Outburger right now. And I just, oh. I, I love him. He is my all-time favorite golfer. Are you saying, is he golf done? Is that your take? House, now you got to take a step back and look at his last starts where he's withdrawn from three of them? And not how to top anything. I mean, look, he's not playing enough to get into a flow, particularly with the putter. And the birdies were nice. He was swinging the club okay. But the thing that scared me most of all was that shank on 18. And that wasn't about his hand-eye coordination. That was about his body in round one. Round one. His body's ability to finish an 18-hole round. And yeah, you're right. He had five birdies but he had six bogeys and my con- yeah well that the real concern in connection with that shank is that it was preceded and he said it out loud by yeah, back spasms by back spasms and i just think the body at this point has not is not cooperating and it's not cooperating to the point where again he can get into a real rhythm with the putter so that he can get himself into a reasonable place of contention might he have made the cut mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, well, you know, if he I'll, didn't have COVID, would he have made the cut? I look the, the the guys the guys at plus two all got cut, and he came into the day at plus one. Yeah. So I I I if I'm a betting man, and by the way, when he came off the course, he was plus two overall. So if I'm a betting man, no, Tiger Woods misses the cut in that event. And I it, look, I I don't mean to be dramatic when I say he's done, but we've been talking for a long time about how golf needed to take the Tiger Woods needle out of its arm. And the disappointing thing about this moment in time is that with this array of players, none of them are perfect. Therefore, it is fun when they're all together because they've all got a chance. But the dilution that's come with Rahm and others leaving leaves us a little bit of an unsatisfactory cast of characters. Here it was again, Scotty Scheffler playing great tee to green, second tee to green, but 51st in putting, missing just a ton of putts, and ho-humming his way to a top 10 when he should have been in contention. Here it was again, Shoffley and Cantlay, with a tournament victory served up on a platter. Meh in round four, right? I mean, meh. Each of them 
Cantlay, fine. He was sick. He's still 37th in putting. Shoffley didn't seem to be sixth, was 49th in putting. Just not able to really execute, right? And what that leaves me with is this sort of, you long for Tiger and we put so much of an investment into him performing. I just think he's telling us by his performance right now, the body can't do it enough for him to be consistently great or consistently good. Well, he is the reason that we didn't take the needle out of our arms because this season, above all, all other seasons, needs Tiger in it. If this truly is... Are you excited to see him at Arnold Palmer Invitational? Yes. Really? 100%. He's won seven times there. Yes. Yes. If, If there's any indication between now and then... See, the lack of enthusiasm, my muted uh, prospects for Tiger, as I tried to forecast Riv, like to me that that was just, it's, it's already all by itself, a humongous lift for Tiger. He has to be somebody, you know, there for everybody at this event, this Genesis event. He has to be there for the partner. He has to be there for his foundation. Well, he apparently not. He was gone for the whole weekend. <laughs> except, he, except for he was gone. Pooping well, his brains it. out. Or or coming back from COVID, which is, is my own view of exactly what was going on. But that's a radically different proposition than being close to home in Florida at a place where he's won seven times, um, where he's, know, his man. only obligation is to show up and, and play the golf. So if we don't hear any more nonsense about back spasms between now and March the 7th, yes, I am going to be excited for Tiger. I but like his prospects. But he didn't talk about back spasms coming in either. <laughs> well, he, he also didn't compete, you know, at uh, professional golf. Here are, his, here are his finishes since the 2022 PGA Championship, inclusive of it. Withdraw. Cut at the open, T45 at the Genesis last year, withdraw from the Masters, 18th at the Hit and Giggle Hero World Challenge, withdraw from the Genesis Invitational. That's three WDs, a miscut, and a T45 in the tournaments that matter. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked great walking. But no, he did not. Listen. He lo- he's still it's the Tiger- best he's looked since he had a car accident. He's still Tiger effing Woods, which is what those five birdies were about, which is why I felt like that was the right bet. But because he's Tiger effing Woods of today, he's making six bogeys because he's just not sharp. And I think the back told us at the end of that round that he's not... <laughs> Larry Bird ain't walking through that door house! Well, we're going to find out. And and I'm not asking for uh, Larry Bird. Um, and I'm not asking for the full Tiger Woods. Well, we are. I- we are. Because you and I, in retrospect, realized that him winning the Masters in 19 was one of the greatest all-time sporting moments, period. It was one of the greatest Tiger moments. We're never going to see anything like that. As Nick Faldo said. <laughs> probably not. In your prob- life. See- probably not. Although um, Tom Watson, at age 59 was w- one extraordinarily yeah. flushed, so well yeah. flushed, eight iron and away. And Phil, and Phil, but neither yeah, of those yeah, guys yeah. had the had the physical impediments that this no, guy has. That's right. That's so that, right. That's, that's, right. that's my thing. And look, okay. I want it to happen. I so badly want it to happen. It just is the bee in my bonnet or the bee in my briefs is that golf is relying too much on the tiger effect, including all of Ponte Vedra, and ignoring the stories that they need to tell and the moves that they need to make 
to get to a world where this guy doesn't have to come in and save your ass every tournament. Except for that's exactly right where we are. This moment, him saying, I'm going to play seven or eight times and letting us all sit at the beginning of the, the golf calendar this year and try and pick those times. Here are the seven, right? Four yep. majors, the Masters, the API, Memorial. Incredible, right? We're going to have a Tiger sighting at all of the most um, important moments, and that will be the thing that helps bridge this negotiation that's going to drag out over the course of, of 24. I mean, let's let's take a but quick interlude. It? Do you think that there will be a deal by the Masters? Because we've talked before, um, and your anticipation was that there could be a meeting of the minds by the Masters, and it would be a wonderful announcement pre-Masters. Pre Is that still in the cards? Well, the, the deal that I thought was going to happen was the investment that got made. Okay. They, they made that announcement, and coming out of that now, it sure looks to me like there are some baseline uh, governance issues that are still being worked out around how this whole thing goes, and they're teaching the current membership about which of the four tiers of equity they're in and what that means. And if there's a concurrent deal to be worked out between Liv and the PIF and the tour before the Masters, I, I, I think a lot of the language that has come from the board members about desiring it but not needing it suggests to me that there's not a rush at the moment because it's not going to change this season now. It can't possibly in good faith with all the criteria. So they've got some time and the tour did gain some leverage by getting the injection of cash. They've now set up a league that the players own and where if you do the math and you've stayed, you can see a world in which you've got one bird in hand that might be as heavy or close to as heavy as whatever offer Liv is putting in front of you. And I think that changed the dynamics and the urgency to get a deal done by the Masters between the Saudis and the tour. Okay, I accept all of that. Now give me one reason to watch. Yeah. Tell me why. I just I just watched the past six weeks. Was I blown away? Where was the was there any drama? Yes. The, the, the most drama was, you know, the 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 naked butt slides in Phoenix. <laughs> I think there was drama if you had uh been able to be more invested in the stories of the players who were in contention. I loved seeing Willie Z in contention. Amazing. This week. Amazing. I mean, and we so talked happy. about it last week, by the That's way. Great. His his top 20 numbers were, I hope you jumped on that. We we've yes, been decent we about those. That for we've sure. been decent about those. We're not always going to be, but in that case, we were decent about those. Look, I think some of these stories are interesting. Scheffler's struggles are interesting to me. Like, I, I, like <laughs> well, that's because a tough he, watch, though. It, it is. It's, it's a, a really tough crash. watch. But that's kind of where we are in in golf right now. This is the guy who is that a good thing? He you think should that's good for the equity. Have the throne. He should, he should have, have the he throne. He should be sitting on the throne from a ball striking perspective. He is doing what the guy that we're lamenting didn't show up for the weekend. Tiger Woods did. He just is putting. Like Tiger Woods, I mean, worse than Tiger Woods is putting now. And he, it's, the, it's with hard his to watch. ball striking, this should have been his third win. And then think about the story for, for this season, right? Yeah. yeah. It should have been his third win with the quality of, of T to green um, and approach. And even around the green, his around the green numbers are also, you know, 
and it should probably be his ninth win in the last year. Yes, yes. Now you're, yeah, exactly. That's is, right. Is how well he's hitting it. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, is that as compelling as one guy going out and dominating? No, it isn't. But I still think the tour needs to do a better job of being able to market its product and its players when it doesn't have a generational superstar across all of sports. Otherwise, what are we even doing here? And I, that's that's the lagging part. That th This weekend could have been more interesting than it was. The, the Cantlay-Shoffley thing for me is fascinating because you have, guess who's sitting there once again you know, and with a pretty dang good result from this week, you've got the you've got a bunch of the young guard just sort of sniffing. Aberg, Oberg, sitting inside the top twenty. Eberg. Victor sitting inside the top twenty, and that was teed up right there for for Xander or Cantlay. And it just you start to get a sense that if one of these guys doesn't snap into gear in the next year. And grab that major, there's going to be a whole generation of people who are going to replace them or at least going to make their odds much, much, much worse to win a major. All these things are interesting stories when there is real competition. I just think the entire sport has been constructed over the last 20 plus years around one man who keeps showing up again and again and again, and not with his words, but with his play telling us you can't rely on that anymore. Well, I, I am going to wonder out loud as it relates to folks in that Xander and Cantlay kind of class, which is to say guys who are um, inside the top 15 of the world rankings, all the world rankings, whatever world ranking you want to come up with, who have been including Norman's Greg Norman's <laughs> rankings, whatever he tweeted. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know who, all who, this. who are getting, uh, you know, they're they're getting paid by way of the pip and they're right. Is is there, you know, this is a thing um in the in the golf chattering class right now. Is it potentially impairing the competitive integrity for the guys who have all of this money, these these boatload, this boatload of money flowing their 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 direction over the last 18 months or so? Um, you know, it is it life or death for for Cantlay or Shoffley? Are those guys, you know, like taking gigantic checks from all of these different directions. I'm like, eh, I'm okay with third. You think? That's or, my question. I don't, it take some I don't of know. The, I don't know. To me, in some cases, I think that takes some of the cluster F of, you know, Xander lipping out on 18, which was like a $600,000, yeah. $300,000 miss, right. whatever it was. Uh, it takes some of that pressure away because you're comfortable and then you can just go out and play. I mean, that, that's sort of where Tiger oh, okay. got to was it, it eliminates some of that mental, how do I feed my family stuff that all these guys in some capacity have had to live with because they, they get to a certain point and then they got a lifestyle they're trying to maintain. So I know as crazy as that sounds, but I'm, I'm not so sure which way that tips. I, okay. I almost, I, I, does it, does it hurt? Does it make it harder for Tom Hoagie going head to head with Xander Maybe it does because those guys have very different economic situations. And if you're a hoagie, maybe you're happy with third or fourth. Well, I, I, I mean, it's what we dealt with Mark at AT&T, right? When the rain comes and you're T4 and suddenly you're going to get 300 and whatever points, but you're only a couple shots behind and you're not sure that Wyndham really is a mutter and it's really hard to follow up a 60 with a round and you know that course and you love it. 
you know, a lot of people around him are probably going, shit, take the money, take the points, let's be set up for the season. But you know what he's thinking? Fuck, here's my chance to win. I know this course. I know I can play it. I want to go do it. I, I, but, you know, there's a lot of guys who might have felt, geez, <laughs> l- l- let me, I hope it rains yeah. really hard tonight. Yeah. You are talking about guys in different equity tiers, yeah. right? We're yeah. talking about, you know, so um, it will be continuing. And, and as much as anything, this is, uh, you know, the, the rub of the green, right? Because yeah. the, 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 the great fortune that the tour enjoyed last year when it, you know, hurriedly pulled together um, their elevated events, their signature events and, and hurriedly fashion fields where it was mandatory participation for all of the best players. And then we got great performances out of the top players um, in the world with Scheffler and, and, and Rom um, and, and, you know, uh, Max Homa, no slouch won at Tory last year, like a whole series over the first six weeks. Right. And it really did sort of energize the season. You're right. And it validated this idea. Let's get the best players together more often. Um, Mathieu Pavon is not doing it for you. I get it. And all due respect to Nick Taylor, who burned the house down. Um, it was during the first half of the Super Bowl, and yeah. I bet Nick Taylor could walk into um, the the Circle Liquors here in Chevy Chase and not have any issue with uh, grabbing a couple Sixers and of Labatt's. F- fair enough. But, but it is it, it has been a hard opening start to the tour, and it wasn't just because this week Tiger was gone by the weekend and Jordan signed a Goofy's card and Fitzpatrick and U.S. Open champion Wyndham Clark and Justin uh, Thomas and you know Keegan and all missed the cut. Y- you also just think back to the weather issues we had. I mean, it, this tournament was lucky to get it in because it is there's another inch or two of rain that's dropped today. And leading up to Riv, there was a ton, but we've had weather in Pebble. We've had weather in Arizona. It, it's it's kind of been a tough slog at the start of the season and. Now we're going to get into a stretch here that's massively unproven. I mean, this Mexico field this week is a glorified Corn Ferry Tour event. It is the worst uh, uh, field uh, of the year. And that's great from a betting standpoint if you've been paying attention because it means there are some things that you, you can glom onto. But it, it, it's, it's API sort of definitely the players and then the masters from here and getting people excited about about what's next it, it's a slog and we the tour's got some work to do yeah it it might just be the masters i mean we're 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 going to see they they every week is a new opportunity other than this upcoming week well, every week on tour is a new opportunity for new stories new great because yeah. we didn't we didn't have nick dunlap on our card for the no, american express and didn't. that was an amazing story it we just didn't. got completely dwarfed by the 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 best weekend in all of yeah. professional football, which is the wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, you look, we'll look, we should also say uh, uh, amongst those guys who even the guys who made the cut, there was weird shit. I mean, Rory and Max, two of the guys you would have had the microscope on, both were over par in their first rounds. Now they fought back over the course of the weekend, but the best they could work into was top twenty fives, basically. Right? R- Rory Rory had a had a nice little finish, but it wasn't, it wasn't spectacular. So this was a weird, just a, it was just a weird event. And against the backdrop of all of that, that Hideki round is one of the best rounds of golf you're ever going to see. Unbelievable. And when Outrageous. This guy is third in putting, it's over. And it's, it's over. N- it's not dissimilar than w- to what happened at the Masters, but 
I mean, for him to walk off the course and say, I felt like I didn't, I played three over today to Amanda when he put it collectively inside a foot on 15 and 16. I mean, the guy just threw the accelerator down and it was nice to see because it's been a little while since we've seen Hideki in this form. Well, that's exactly the, the observation I was going to make. I am so pissed at us. I'm pissed at many of the smart people in our lives. Everybody was doing the great, um, you know, historical correlation between Augusta and Riv and the winners at Riv over the last decade, over the last 15 years, replete with Masters winners. And somehow, because Hideki has been so inconsistent and physically inconsistent, yes. um, you know, the, 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 the back issues, we, nobody, only, uh, I saw Matt Vincenzi here, or Vincenzi at, at uh, Golf WRX. He's the only guy in, whose forecast I could find had Hideki. And he's like, I'm playing Hideki because he's at 80 to one. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great rule for a guy with a world-class golf game. We, yeah. Every single week when he tees it up, we say, I mean, we, we deliberately went out of our way to talk about Hideki at Phoenix and he did finish in the top 30, but Matt, it wasn't like, right. It wasn't Matt, like, look, oh, this is showing me that version of Hideki that I believe no. in. End of 21, start of 22. He won the Zozo in Japan with that incredible three-wood in. I mean, he, it just was awesome. He yeah. comes out, he wins Sony with a likewise incredible shot into the left. Like, that's when you thought, okay, here we go. And he had a couple of top tens, but it's when the injuries really started to take the toll. And then, as you said, if you look at his last 25 starts, there's not much to get excited about. I mean, he's got a top 10, you know, back, going back to the players where he finished fifth last year. From that time on, he's got one top 10. So you just don't think that he's going to come in and, and, and storm the way that he did. And he really wasn't the story heading into Sunday. But, man, you put, you put that round on the board 62 at Riv under those conditions when you've got the fourth hole where 15% of the people hit the green for crying out loud. Uh, he, he was stellar. It was amazing. It was an outrageously great round to watch. It, the funny thing is it happened so fast. It, we had yep. six guys tied at 14 under and it was like, okay, now we're talking. This is the finish on tour that we've been sort of pining for. And it's these, all these big names, guys with different storylines, you know, guys who, who need wins could use a, a, a signature win at a, at a historically right. uh, vaunted venue, right? The, it, it would be a career enhancer for Xander, a career enhancer for Cantlay for sure. Uh, you know, Willie Z he's all the way back, right? There was a bunch right. of in, in, insane uh, storylines just popping up and Hideki took right. Took yeah. one look, he's like, whap, whap, turn him over, boys. He, he gained eight and a half strokes on the field on Sunday. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it had had one had a great round and gained five and a half, but then the next closest guy was three and a half. I mean, it, this was an absolute ass-kicking, and it wasn't, there was nothing fluky about it. It just was no. scary when he came off and said, I just don't feel like I hit the ball very well today. <laughs> it was wonderful. Amanda, Amanda was, she couldn't believe it. Sir! What are you talking about? How yeah. dare you? Yeah. So uh, it, it it did, though, remind me, at least, House, what a wonderful golf course this is. Not that you ever forget it, but on television, it oh, looks it great. Awesome. It's great to see these guys struggling. It isn't weirdly punishing in the way 
that Bay Hill sometimes can be in the wind where guys just don't like the challenge. They love this challenge always, again, with the exception of that fourth hole, which I think the consensus at this point is they just got to resod the front because it's yeah, it, it's just too... I, I don't know what they're waiting for. But everything else about this course is majestic and, and it, it it's just a special, special place. It really feels at this point... I, I don't know that there's a more prestigious regular season PGA Tour title than this one as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree. And, and the venue is three quarters of it, uh, if not, you know, 80% yeah. or even higher. Like yeah. the, it, it is the, the polar opposite to me. I know people like Muirfield village and, and jet hold Jack in the highest esteem. And you know, the Memorial no. is players but, do not like that course. Tiger loves not, that course. Players yeah. do not like that course. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, cause Riv, it's too tricked out. Riv it is feels number like one. he's trying. Riv doesn't have to try. Riv doesn't. just is. The um, very quick aside. Also, we've sort of intimated. Um, I love the CBS coverage this past weekend. There will always be the complaints about showing enough shots. I thought Nance was on fire. Uh, he feel he clearly was like uh, fully recovered from the Super Bowl from the Romo was, washout. <laughs> I was I was fine with Romo. By the way, I mean we're not. I don't not going to insist. Even the last play. I was fine with it. I really didn't have any yeah. any big big. I just issue don't think it. he knew that the overtime, that that that, that, that time could have run out, and you know the Chiefs still would have had the ball. <laughs> it's fine. It's when fine. he said this is for the Super Bowl, that was it. I, I like Tony. Yeah, me whatever. too. Yeah, whatever. But I, Nance Nance said uh, in the after the championship game that he really missed his golf friends. I think he loves golf above all. I really do. Well, and and we're going to miss him because they're not back on again till the Masters. I know. So we're about to start a run of NBC. I know. And please, but, you know, for yeah, everybody out there. He was great. There. He was great with the with the internet sleuths calling in on Hideki, putting Hideki, the wedge yeah. behind the ball, Loved telling it. him to go pick on somebody else. Let me ask you, though, House, because we just got to address it. The Jordan DQ. D- does it matter? Do you care? I um, don't care. Neither do I. I think Who it's cares? A, it's a dumb rule. Sign your damn scorecard right. Why are we talking about this? Like, I, I'm fine with the idea that um, professional PGA Tour events, like, they're keeping score. Everybody's keeping score. So yeah. Just don't put it on the volunteers doing shot link, which was somebody's dumbass idea. Those a, guys That's are the worst possible idea. Wonderful, delightful, like, walking corpses. Like, honestly, they are the most friendly people who have no idea how to use the technology that's in their hands it's just, it would be the most unfair thing to add. They're just trying to walk 18 holes, much less capture all this stuff. It, it can't be on those guys. I um, don't care. And I think it's fine that he DQ'd. The tour could come up with its own rule for tour events because it's probably better to have Jordan Spieth play all four rounds for, for television purposes. And since it's a TV product, it's probably better to have your guys on TV, like the the charismatic, uh, you know, folks of interest, characters of interest. Hey, he's he's an interesting person. I think they would like to prefer to have him on TV. Now, my question is, was he sick? Well, maybe he was, but you know what got more broad mass appeal attention than anything else this golf season? Jason Day's clothing? Jordan Spieth DQing. Got more attention than anybody who's won early in the season. 
any other event this far. So, yeah, you're right. But it also at least injected golf into a little more mainstream sports culture. I guess. It's It's not like this happens multiple times a year. It's a dumb rule and I don't care. Fine. Um, Who gives a shit? I agree. Except for it's better for TV to have your TV stars on TV. I wish Jordan had been there on the week. They had figured out a way. I'm not sure he was going to shoot a 62 on on Sunday to stay. Assuming that he also didn't have COVID. Yes, it would have been good for him to be uh, on TV. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. All right, let's go to Mexico. This is the final event no. on Do the West we Coast. Have to. Do we call it the, is it still the West Coast Swing? I mean, oh, good question. No, it's <laughs> okay. not because it's in the central time zone. This is the first week Liv should be playing. What are they doing? This, I think I would definitely watch if they played this week. Uh, they have to go to, where are Saudi. they going? Jeddah. I, they're yeah. going to Jeddah next week. It's next but week, we, okay. I mean, have to. Like, they don't have to do anything. They, there are no rules over there. That's why Norman complaining about the official World Golf rankings is so lame. Like, just make the changes, man. Nobody or, cares. Yeah. I mean, at this point now, it, it's kind of it's absurd. It's purely like a who's bigger contest, which is probably why he's wearing tight shorts all the time. I think he's already won. He's like, bigger. Why, why are Let we there doing be no this? doubt. Yeah, he's bigger. Just make the changes and get your guys into the world rankings. I'm pissed at you. Not, well, they, not anybody else. I want to see Jocko in the majors. I do think the sort of knock-on effect of getting some of these live guys to go play all around the world, because a bunch of guys are going and playing. Right. Asian um, tour events. Right. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if i'm going to go out of my way to hunt down you're not um where that's being broadcast i'm sure you know there's somewhere on the internet i could catch uh versions of it but yeah there are a bunch of guys who want to play in the majors are using this as a way of of you know trying to to continue to build up points under that system i say whatever but this is going to be the first week in which we've got real uh we're sort of scraping the doldrums. And if you look at the FedEx Cup standings right now, you know, the tour had projected that about 40-ish percent of guys in the top 50 would churn. Right now, if you stopped it today, I think 34% of the guys would churn. So it's not uh, too far afield, actually, from what their assessment was. That said, over the course of the next month, right, we've got API, we've got the players, so we're going to have a couple of elevated events that... Man, you know, guys, guys get points and there's people who are having a hard time getting into these events. I mean, one of the guys I'm going to talk about this week is Bronson Burgoon. He's been hurt, but he's back. He just can't get a start. He's only had two starts. He was T14 at Amex, T50 at Torrey, started with a T67 there, though. That guy's plus 600 for a top 20 this week. He's mm-hmm. 17th in approach on those two starts. Like Bronson feels like, hey, that might be a decent play. You just don't know because some of these guys in the web category and in the reshuffle, they're just not getting starts right now because they're getting boxed out by so many guys who I think 
are afraid of being Justin Thomas last year. Sure. They didn't have the points. So guys are just playing, 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 and maybe they'll ease off the gas towards the end of the year, and all these guys are going to get into Minnesota, and they'll get into uh, Rocket, and you know, Detroit, we'll, yeah. we'll see them in a couple of places. But right, right now, there, there are some guys who, who just aren't getting in, and and I think there's a lot of those guys who are looking at the point system going, man, this can't possibly be fair because the rich here really are getting richer. And, you know, if, if you're the rich, you turn around and you go, guys, that's what we told you about last year. Everybody could qualify. That's what we told you about. And you know what Justin Thomas is doing? He's playing his way in because he's back into top third in the world. And you know what Willie Z did last week? Willie Z is that guy who's had to get sponsor exemptions into tournaments. But guess what he just did? He just earned it. He's now in earned the it. A on top 10, and he will get into API without sponsor exemptions because he's actually doing the work and getting it done. So as always, you know, as Rory said, play better. I enjoyed, very quick uh, last thought on on Willie Z. Um, shout out to him. He shared that he'd lost a family member. He was emotional yep. about it. He played through it. He played beautifully. He was right there to win this golf tournament. And again, that correlation between great performance at Augusta, great performance at Riv. We will keep that in mind next year for Willie Z. But the thing that um, caught my attention with his game was his putting. Yes. He finished strokes game putting in the, in the, in the top 15. Uh, and that stroke was radically more comfortable. It's yeah. the most comfortable I've seen him with that putter and with that stroke. Yep. So yep. for sure, it wasn't some of that great in round four, if we're being honest, he lost almost a stroke in round four, but I'm okay because I'm with you. I think the, the stroke itself, That's there, it. It, it, especially when you contrast it with what we're seeing out of Scheffler right now. Right. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and so you got to at least compliment and admire Will for being able to say, I'm going to make a change. I, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Give me the broomstick. Let me see. Let me order these things and try something different. And here you go. And boom, his career is way back on track in a, in a faster way than even we thought based on the early results. You know, cer certainly what he did at the hit and giggle at the end of last year, you saw him kind of flame out. And we thought, okay, it's going to take him a while to get used to, to everything. Yeah. But in particular, this new swing that's there to save his spine. But boy, this broomstick has is, is, uh, is rejuvenated him. And let's just hold hope that it holds up and continues. I mean, it's not different than what, what happened to Lucas Glover. Yeah. So it, it immediately makes you think, when is Scotty going to make a change? <laughs> and I, I don't mean well, to be harsh on him. No, I just, it's, 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 it's got to be now, right? Like when Rory goes yes. on national television and speaking of Get again, a kudos to the CBS broadcast, that was a nice sit down with yep. Rory. I would have preferred it if, you know, so, there were a couple instances where people were talking over top of him. I just kind of was interested in hearing him because he is in in this mode right now, such a comfortable chat. I mean, right? He he and Amanda had a great thing, and that observation about <laughs> about Scotty, he mallet. said for him himself, get them like that is an all timer, right? Do you yeah. think that he had a text waiting for him from Scotty, like fuck off? afterwards <laughs> no scotty's too much of a gentleman uh, that's a good point good point he also probably yes he's a he, he wouldn't write a curse word probably but either. there is this like rule of fight club is don't talk about fight club. it's like the rule of bad putting is don't talk about bad putting. at this point <laughs> like all of the conversation around it is there and i just think it's really hard mid-season to make this change and and there will be a real off season 
you know, this year. And let's see how he goes. And now that we're talking he about it, Scotty's probably going to win the Masters. a real offseason. I, I, I know. And, and, and he made some changes. He tried some things. It's not better. He's and still it, shoving it right. Stop yeah. shoving it right. Yeah, but we got to be clear about what it is, right? As, as we laid out last week, he's a pretty damn good putter over 15 feet. He's an awful putter. Yeah, you know, in, in in the in the five to ten foot range. As soon and, as you get to ten feet, it's like this is a miss. I don't yeah. even see it. Inside, like, you know, feet. it it's a it's, it feels like an accident when it goes in. Speaking of feeling like an accident, I will say maybe the reason that there's no live this week is because Greg Norman wants his course, the Vedanta, the a, a a Greg Norman design to really be at the top of the golf charts. He wants everybody to see this perfectly designed. Uh, Mexico's wax score in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, the weather looks great. This golf course, um, it's playing is... a little longer this week. It's softer. That's okay. All right. So it's a little bit earlier than the last time we saw it. So, uh, th- that does say, Hey, it's going to be as long as, as you think, but it's going to be a little softer and, and it's a little grainier around the greens right now. And with the softness, there's some digging. And so the chipping stats are going to be a little worse this year, which may give you a little, thing to think about as you pick some guys further down the board there's going to be it's not going to be as easy to make birdies as it as it was last go round here well we get to talk about past palum we get to use the word past palum a handful of times on this week and then when we wrap up the the recap next week so everybody you know i know how excited uh everyone is for that it's it's the tony finau show there's no reason to not play uh tony finau they're the odds are horrendous uh, across the board, but he is by a long shot the class of um, this field and his but performances. House, you wouldn't actually bet him, would you? I'm, I'm, I to might, win. I might. Um, At these odds? No, I definitely would not. No, you won't. I mean, that's no. the thing. That's the thing. That's the reason yeah. why. What we? That's what we try to to educate the birdie buddies on, which is that at these odds, like, what's the point? Why are you betting winners in a field of a hundred and whatever? Yeah, that's right. Um, too much variance, not enough return on the risk. Maybe you could tie him into a parlay, a, a, a house special parlay, but you wouldn't a top bet him twenty. Alone you want to win. throw a top twenty in there uh, for top ten, Tony. I had top ten, Tony, to top ten at the uh, at Riv. It didn't happen. Yeah, I just think I think if you look at this season so far, you got to expect the unexpected. Because we, he is we, plus odds to finish in the top 10. So I would consider that top 10 is plus 115 on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. I would okay. consider that. And he's yeah. top 10, Tony. And and last year, you know, he shot 24 under at this tournament, cleared by three. Yeah. Uh, over Rom. Rom gone now. You know, the next closest competitor shot 19 under. That was Brandon Wu. So I, I think, and it's and it's an even weaker field, so that 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 may make you comfortable. Are there other guys this week? I mean, I I told you Bronson. I, I, a lot of guys are on Nick Nikolai Hogard. Yeah, and, and I look Nikolai's had an incredible last six months. But if you just go on form, I mean, I look at Mackenzie Hughes last week. Who, who he was better than Nikolai last week at Riviera. He started 69-65 before a somewhat mediocre weekend, but Mackenzie Hughes is plus 230 for a top 20. Well, you like Mackenzie Hughes because he has um, demonstrated some comfort with this style of golf course, this sort of coastal, you know, the the uh, you, you know, the good obviously you won at RSM, um, but yeah, that there there's a lot of uh, Mackenzie Hughes um 
things to point to, uh, and and it's quietly you know solid start to this golf tournament at Rip. Yeah, exactly. Sixty nine, sixty five, Thursday, Friday. I mean, it's not T thirty one, okay, but uh, you know Nikolai Hogard, he, he was three clear Nikolai Hogard this week. So I I don't know when you jump on jump on some of those guys to win. I, I'm really interested in Jake Knapp. I've seen him on the uh, on the boards of a couple of folks this week. Uh, so Pat Mayo not, likes him. I'm not necessarily giving out something totally new, but I watched him up per, uh, up close in person, and he just has this swagger. He's got like some kind of Southern California swagger walking through the clubhouse. T3 at Farmers, T28 in Phoenix. He hits at a mile. He's 22nd in distance. He struggled a little bit with his accuracy. He's 163rd in accuracy, but we know here that you're not as penalized for that. So his stats are all trending positively over the last four events. He's gaining strokes putting, gaining shots on approach. He's kind of a bomb and gouge kind of guy, and that's what this course is. So I, I, I love the people who are sitting on Jake Knapp right now. Again, don't bet these guys to win, but look in your top 10s, look in your top 20s. Yeah, uh, in that um, same kind of concept, I'm looking at like Eric Van Royen, okay. plus 350 to top 10. Uh, this is a guy who definitely plays well in these kinds of coastal things. Um, he was tied for second after the first two rounds at this event, at this venue last year. He won in uh, uh, November uh, in, in Mexico, and that is putting on the same grass, the past Palum. Um, that, that, uh, you know, is, is the predominant grass this week. So, uh, Van Royen, um, for sure. Top 10, top 20 at some of my action. Yeah. I like Taylor Pendrith this week, big hitter. He's 10th in driving distance. He's third in scrambling. So the, the potentially sneaky, tougher bit of chipping, um, he's third in scrambling overall on tour right now, early in the season, but, that 15th in putting, 5th in shots gained overall. So, like like Taylor Pendrith. I also got to say, Doug Gim, man. He's got a T13 yeah. and a T12 yeah. his last two times out. He's 11th in shots gained total this year so far. You, you he's look on at a right quiet now, heater. I love this. Yeah, and he's plus 200 for a top 20. So, there's some value there as people sort of overlook what he's doing. The, the other one that, look, this is going to, this can go one way or the other, but we've talked about Alejandro Tosti before. Yeah, um, love it. He had a T10 here last year. We're waiting for that breakout four days. He's had a few breakout rounds this year. He shot 66 in each of his first rounds in all three of the events that he's played. But he's seventh off the tee, and he's 20th in putting. He's just been a mess on approach. Last year, when he was T10 here, though, he gained over a stroke on approach. So this course, maybe if you believe in horses for courses, and that's why we gave out Willie Z last week, because Willie Z was the leader in you know recent rounds in terms of birdies made and shots gained on that course. Uh, Toasty, you know, he's not the leader there, but if you if you think that maybe his iron approach will will benefit to being in Mexico, the rest of his stats are pretty are pretty tight, and he's proven that he can play well on this course. Yeah, so uh, if you look at horses for courses, you mentioned uh, Brandon Wu. Uh, you got to take a look at, at his numbers. For I sure. like. I can't remember who made Solo the case third last year. Somebody made the case for Cameron Champ, um, and and I really like the case because he's a, a super high ceiling, <laughs> low low basement kind of guy, but uh, has a decent track record. Eighth um, last year, sixth in 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 2022 uh, and I got to play the other name for sure. Emiliano Grillo Grillo for, yep. for sure at all of these sort of coastal 
events, your Punta Cana's, your, uh, you know, your, the, the Mexico events, you, you see him rising up. Well, sure. He was, he was T5 last year. But the only thing I, that makes me nervous about Cam Champ is, is he just, I mean, he hadn't made a cut this year, right? That's, so he, he's over four. That, that's it. High ceiling, low. Yeah. You're, you're, so you, you try and catch him when he, when he, when he turns it on. No, and, and and I think I think the thing that you got to love about what you've seen from Grio is the his his shot skin approach have always been, yeah, you know, sort of where he's he's thrived. It's been the putting historically that we've worried about, and he's gained strokes putting in every event except Phoenix this past you know this year. And I I just don't as as we said last week, I just don't think he can take much away from Phoenix because of how cold and weird it was. Yeah, folks, uh, I know that. Uh, Sobel is on Keith Mitchell. Speaking of guys who can uh, pound the ball, um, and Sobel's Mitchell, just riding or dying with Keith Mitchell. He, he well, will not he, give it up. He confesses it. Uh, yeah. He does have a second at at Corrales, so if you want to try and and draw that, uh, Cam Champ at sixty five to one. Um, so the only thing I'll say about Champ. Uh, just to close the thought is he was on a string of miscuts before he came to this event last year and they finished uh, eighth. So well, there you go. So or, at, you you play him as a horse for course. That's and it. the fact that he pounds the crap out of the ball and, and you go for it. See, these are the little things house. Why you may not love the golf itself, but again, the, the, the green action is, is kind of nice on an event like this. Cause there's a lot of stuff that gets overlooked. I think, uh, if you're not paying attention, I, I agree with that. Any other names? No, I mean, those are the ones I, I, I mentioned Bronson Burgoon. I, I, I really think his performance has been great at plus 600 for a top 20. I, I like what I'm seeing from him. Uh, and, uh, you, you said Brandon Wu, if you don't like the numbers on Brandon Wu, cause coming in, he's, he's struggled a bit. Look at Dylan Wu T15 last year. He's plus 450 for a top 20. So you got to pick your Wu. Why don't you do a woo-woo parlay? We can, <laughs> that's that's even scarier. Top okay, twenty, fine. top twenty woo-woo parlay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run the numbers right now. Let's let's okay. let's double up our woo. Let's let's double the woo. Why not? Uh, but this is this is an event that will, I think, soon be forgotten, most likely. Uh, but uh, we are gonna find out a little bit about Tony Finau because it, it, it does feel like he's been in a lull, hasn't he? And it's kind of time to see if Tony's gonna gonna be a part of this conversation of the next generation guys. I mean, listen, he he won this a year ago, but since then, man, a number of cuts on the board. You know, a Hero World Challenge T four doesn't make me too excited. The T six at Farmers does. I, I didn't love the way he played Pebble in Genesis, but uh, now's the time for us to see if Tony can turn in a season that it felt like it felt like coming out of his. 2022 season that he was really going to start to be a major contender and it just hasn't been there in his last you know cut cut in the open in the 23 uh open t32 in the u.s open t72 in the pga t26 in the masters <sighs> can Time we get to come a little take bit care more business. yeah that's yeah. it like let's let's build our momentum the woo woo parlay this will be the party shot uh 15 to 1 plus 1500 Brandon Wu plus two twenty, Dylan Wu plus four hundred to top twenty. Your Wu Wu top twenty parlay woo, fifteen woo. to one. Let's go, Nate Dog. All right, my birdie buddies, my par saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. We're not going to do any better than a Wu Wu parlay. 
We are back next week because we are rolling here on Fairway Rolling. There is warm weather in the forecast on the East Coast, at least here in the Mid-Atlantic. I'm looking forward to throwing a peg in the ground. I'm definitely going to do I played uh, this week, and I'm looking forward to next week. If you're able to throw a peg in the ground, please, let's hit them straight out there.